Should you go to college? We are debating the pros and cons of higher education and sharing our advice to help you make better decisions. Welcome to this episode. I'm Jennifer Moore. My name is John Cho, and we are Asians with Money, and we are here to help you figure out finances. This episode is all for the high schoolers out there and parents, if you're watching the older millennials like me. We're going to talk about college education, which is a very hot topic these days. We've got the student loan crisis going on. John and I are going to share our own college experiences. We also have some hard facts for you guys on college majors, like which careers pay the best. And then we also want to throw out some alternatives to college and also ways you can pay for school without taking out student loans. So, John, are you ready? Yeah, I am. Let's, All let's right. do this. So, John, you and I both went to college. We got four-year degrees. And you have kind of an interesting backstory on how you paid for school. So <laughs> do you want to share what, what all happened to you and how you were able to get through school debt-free? For sure, for sure. So this one seems to be like the weirdest thing. Um, it's one of those like it doesn't really happen. It's like a miracle. So um, as soon as I turned... 12th grade, I actually left Africa. That's where my parents are missionary. Tanzania, that's where my p parents are. Um, I went to a boarding school, Pensacola Christian Academy, and Pensacola Christian College was right next to it. So I would go to their dorm and go to high school there. And then once that was done, I started attending Pensacola Christian College. And the tuition there is super cheap. Um, it's mind-boggling cheap room board and like food and education tuition fees were five thousand dollars a semester that's including every single thing and the reason it was super cheap was because they have the biggest homeschooling program called abeka homeschooling for the whole five years that i was there and that i was boarding in this uh, boarding there in pensacola christian college um someone actually paid for all my tuition um, the backstory is my dad went to a church as a guest speaker um, to preach, preach there. And one of the people in the crowd saw us over there, saw two of us, my brother and I, and it was just, she just came up to us and asked my dad, how are you guys going to pay for your college uh, kids, college tuition? And my dad was like, you know, it's, this through God. <laughs> yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. We don't know yet. And, you know, she said, well, let me put one of your kids through college. So she actually paid all my college tuition, which is I'm super grateful and thankful of what she did. But yeah, that that's the backstory of it. That is so crazy. And what did you major in? Oh, so I majored in history. <laughs> <laughs> and then I minored in English and political science. So, but we'll definitely need to talk about this. Yeah, sure. that's, yeah, because college, picking a college major is, mm -hmm. is so important. I had, I went to kind of a similar-ish school in the Northeast. And like you, our school was very inexpensive. It was a private school. And I believe per year it was about, it was about $10,000 for tuition, mm -hmm. room, board, food, and everything. And right. this is probably not the best thing to base your college decision on. But right, the reason right. I wanted to go to this school was because we got a laptop computer, and which is a pretty insane reason to pick a college. That's the only school I applied to. 
And in hindsight, I probably should have applied to more than one school. And the other thing that I would say about my experience is that originally I wanted to be a lawyer and go to law school. So I was originally going to major in political science. But for some reason, and I was going to minor in communication. For some reason, when I got there, my forms had gotten messed up. They just had me down as a communication major. So you know what I did? I just went with it. Like, I didn't go to the administrator's office and fix it or anything. I was just like, okay. And that was honestly not, not a bright idea. And like your family, my, you know, my parents didn't have a college fund for me or anything. There was really nothing, no financial help. Uh, my family was very, like, we were pretty, like, lower middle class. So I ended up uh, up getting, uh, I think, uh, approved for, like, some financial aid. And then here's where I went wrong, too. Uh, so my parents are were divorced at this time. And I think, like, my financial aid, so if it was $10,000 a year, financial aid covered, like, four or $5,000. And then my dad actually wrote me a check for the remainder, which was very... Um, kind of him. Instead of just using that and then not having any student loans, I took out student loans as well and used the money he gave me as like a buffer zone in my bank account because I was so afraid of not having any money in the bank. And I graduated with student loans, but I really didn't have to. And that was definitely a big mistake. So if you're younger and you're getting ready to go off to school, don't do that. If you can graduate debt-free, do it. Right. Don't use student loans or any sort of financial help to fund your lifestyle. Right. That's a big mistake. And then you end up paying a lot more for it later with interest. So uh, and not, absolute, not a and, good plan. Right. And our college tuition is definitely cheaper than any other college tuition yeah. that's out there. Because I know it's usually uh, people spend about 25 oh. grand a year. So we were, I feel like we're kind of uh, special in this case where my college tuition was only five grand. And the average college tuition is about 25 grand a year. So that's a huge difference. Yeah. And now um, the same school I went to, they've since more than doubled the, doubled the cost. So now mm -hmm. if you wanted to go to that same school, I believe it's about $25,000 right. a year. And you guys know why and the reason the is, uh, oh. the reason why the prices are going up is because the guaranteed loan. Yeah, because they can. People, they can raise the prices. Once the government says, yeah, we're going to give you a loan, you know, the college prices have been going up year to year and if you look at that chart the college prices have just skyrocketed because they're getting these all these loan programs from the government it's a guaranteed program that's why they're constantly upping their price and you know because they have the funds like the governments are funding yeah them, it's so. like it's like we'll spend as much as you guys will give us and that right. seems to be the thing and if you've noticed a lot of universities and colleges mm -hmm. now now they have all these administrative positions and i don't remember that being as much of a thing when i was in school in like the early 2000s so i don't know it does seem like a lot of these schools are kind of uh like they just they just keep hiking up the tuition and it mm -hmm. it does seem like college is getting less and less affordable for the for the average person which sucks. Right. So let's talk about college majors. <laughs> so you said you were a history major, but you had yeah. some you kind of maybe have some regret about that choice. For sure. And I'm sorry to the person who sponsored me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did learn Do honestly, you, I, I can't even remember anything. Um, yeah, I know. Me too. That's it's, about the same with me. It's just, for me, I don't think it was worth it. Um, I should have 
pick the better major, like a skill set, not yeah, like, like finance or something like that. For history, I can literally study that on my own. And honestly, yeah. there are a lot of things you can study on your own because everything is yeah. for free on YouTube. Um, except if you're trying to be a nurse and those skill base. But for my for my major, it was co- a complete waste. But the best thing that happened in college was probably meeting my wife. But other yeah. than that, looking back, yeah. I wish I got started in real estate even earlier. Yeah. So do you what if you were 18 now, what do you think you would do differently? If I was 18, I would go straight into the, into the real estate field. Like so you forget don't, college. Yeah. So you do I'm not, not need a college degree for to be a right. realtor. You don't have to have that college degree to be a realtor. Um, for me, I should have just went straight. And um, if you look at if you look at it, the opportunity cost was was high and you spent four years in school yeah five four years but at the same time there are some good aspects of you know meeting friends meeting my wife your wife you know you i mean you 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 who knows you if you were if who you'd be with today if you did right right and who knows maybe i I wouldn't be in this town having all this success yeah so i know know, life is weird i mean Yeah. yeah you maybe you know you never know well i will say i um i feel like you at least had a better major than me um, I definitely yeah. ho- completely regret majoring in communication. And here's the thing. A lot of people think to get into media, you need to get a broadcasting degree or some type of uh, communication degree, some- journalism. And I would say that's guys, that's BS. You do not need those degrees at all. You can be a journalist with any degree. The thing that matters in that field is that you need to have work experience. So you need to do some internships, work in newsrooms, get a job in one. I mean, your first job is really going to be like grad school for for journalism. And if I could go back in time, I would certainly pick a harder major. Like I would do finance, economics. I'm not one of those math Asians, but I'm pretty good with like money math. I'm just not good at, I'm, I really suck at calculus. So that's not really my thing, but I like budgeting and I really like working with financial numbers. So if I, well, although if I was 18 now, there's no way I would go to college, but back then I should, I should have picked a different major because I feel like communication is pretty limiting. Cause like when you think about it, it's, it's, it was definitely one of the easier majors for sure. And I know from experience, it can be kind of hard to transition out of a newsroom into a different uh, industry, because even if you have a communication major, you know, degree, like you give your, you need to give yourself a plan B. And if I had majored in like, if I, in accounting or something, then I could have had a backup career as an accountant. But with the communication degree, it's like, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed my professors, you know, and some of the, uh, the folks at, at the college I still keep in touch with, my communication professors, poli-sci professors, but I really should have picked uh, a different right. major. And in hindsight too, I, I obviously should have picked a, uh, I should have applied to more schools because I think I had, I got a pretty high SAT score and I really could have gone, I could have gotten more of a full ride at other schools and I should have looked into those options more because I was a very appealing candidate to like state schools and I really didn't um, think about those options at the time. So I, I definitely have some regrets about that. But here's the big thing: at that age, at that young age, you don't know what you're you don't doing. know what you're gonna be doing. Yeah. Like you don't know what you like. Uh, people are just gonna be influenced by what 
by what other people are saying like at 18 19 do you even know what you're gonna do no. like do you even enjoy do you even are you gonna even know what you're gonna enjoy so it's weird so i think that's the craziest thing that the government just gives out loan just like that i yeah to I think 18 the year old kids with no work history would, right i think the better approach would be um just go out there move job to job and find out what your skill set yeah. is like for me I got involved in politics, but I, I totally failed at that. I had like $50 in my bank account when I was at Washington, D.C., just enough for me to get back to Florida. And then I took a wait, waiter job as a waiter because I you really worked needed as a waiter? Money. Yeah, yeah for, for six months at a sushi restaurant. All right. Can you- yeah, so nice. after that, um, I, I was like, okay, this I don't want to do this anymore. So I jumped into accounting um, as a payroll account, accountant. And from there, I started seeing how ev- how much every month one made on- at the dealership. And usually, the salespeople had like the 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 most, but their job was very unstable because each month it was different. But if you calculate how much they made, pretty much they were one of the top earners there, only the good ones. And then after that, uh, being an accountant, I hated it. I jumped into sales. I started selling cell phones. And I realized that's where my talent lied. Um, like first year as a rookie, I placed top 12 in the whole Gulf Coast state uh, selling Verizon cell phones. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is this is my talent. And during that period, I sold a cell phone to another realtor. And she told me, oh, you, you'll be good at real estate. And I was a little interested in real estate. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. And then she was like, 20K checks are nice. But I was like, okay, that's what my parents made. I'm going to jump into it, purchase the course, and now I'm in real estate. So like, um, I feel like you should send that lady a thank you gift. Yeah, (laughs) I mentioned her, but that's the biggest thing at that age. And also people are influenced like that because society tells them, oh, you have to go to college. You have to get good grades. And then after you graduate, when you're top of the class, you get a good job automatically which is not yeah, false which is totally not true right yeah i know a lot of people that i went to school with that are working jobs that require absolutely no education like yeah. i i know people that are working as pastry chefs or working mm-hmm. random jobs that really have nothing that have nothing to do with what they went to school with and most of these jobs literally you do not need a degree to do yeah. do you feel like there's um yeah like you're right like there is like a an expectation that if you go to college equals money and that's really right. not, I feel like that's pretty misleading to young people because that's right. not how the world works. Especially, I feel like a lot of Asian parents are Asian push, parents p- you push think their so? kids to go to college because it's like a social status. But mm-hmm. in reality, you don't need to call it. You don't need to go to college to be successful. That no. mindset, whoever made it up and whoever like spread it, it's. It's gotten a lot of people, but it's just not true. Like you don't have to go to college to be successful and you don't have to get good grades to be successful. Yeah. And we're not trying to like dog on college or anything, but we are saying that I think when you're young, first, I think the most important thing to do is to figure out what you want to do with your life. And you probably aren't going to know that at 18. So it might be, it's okay to take some time to figure it out or try some different things like, like John did work different positions and see where you fit in. And maybe the thing you do doesn't require college and then you don't have to spend the money to go. I do think there is a real issue though with uh, parents 
and them pressuring the kids to go to college. Like, you have to go to college. Like, even they see the statistics about college ROI, and they see all these different jobs popping up that didn't exist, like YouTubing or gaming. But mm-hmm. yet they're still like, my kid's still going to go to college. Like, why do you think that is with the parents? Right. I don't know. I think there were lack of education. and But our generation, when we have kids, um, I think from past experience, from the parents having to pay a ton yeah. of student or debt, they're going to realize... They'll yeah, still be they, paying off the student loans at that right. point. And they're going to realize it was not worth it. Yeah. And that, I think... At that time, like the college is going to face a lot of crisis because they're not going to have a lot yeah. of people come into their school. So I just think it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm curious, too. And I find it interesting as well that it seems like everybody that's having a baby or has a young kid, they're all so focused on doing a college fund for the <laughs> child when I think they should be focusing on their their retirement first. Like definitely their retirement because your kid can get loans, grants to go to school or, you know, maybe not go to college, but there's no retire. Like if you don't make your own retirement fund, there's really nothing for you. And, and don't even get me started in social security because we all know that ain't going to be there by the time we're 65 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to share the screen because we're going to pop up some, uh, some articles about college so the first one I want to share is about how to determine your college ROI or return on investment. And I thought this was actually a pretty decent article just about choosing. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever, when you were in school, I remember talking to classmates and there was one friend I had and he I, he said he picked the school because it had a pretty campus. And I was like, really? Like, again, nice guy. No, you know, no shame. But I'm like, like there are some kids you meet and they choose their college for kind of superficial reasons. Like their boyfriend goes there or, you know, they want to party on campus. It's because whatever, they're young. You know. they're, yeah, they're very young, young and they don't know what, they it, don't and, know what to Yeah. Do. And there's the yeah. thing, you know, I guys out there that are young, you have a lot of potential, but please realize you don't know anything yet. So you have to get to the point where you, you know, you, you have some real world experience. And when you're 18, you just don't have it yet. So that's why we're doing this episode. So this um, article really kind of helps lay out. And again, this is something you should do if you're in high school or if you're a parent and you have high school age kids is really, if you are considering college, put all the pieces together, like your college major, you know, look up salary expectations for those fields, which schools. And again, um, I don't know about you, John, but I feel like nobody cares where you went to school. Like, yeah, would don't. you say that? Nobody, literally, it really doesn't matter yeah. at this point. You just, you know, people just kind of use, I feel like a lot of these um, HR departments just use a four-year degree as kind of a filter. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit sad because a lot of jobs you see that say they require a bachelor's degree, they really shouldn't, but they're kind of just using that as a metric to weed people out. Um, So this article has like things like alumni network involvement, like extracurricular activities, financial aid, student loans. And you really need to kind of connect all those pieces together. You might want to go to a dream school, but maybe it doesn't make sense. And it would make more sense to go to your state school if you can get a full ride or not or have to graduate with very few student loans. And you kind of have to weigh the cost of going to a school with a more brand name 
versus cost. And that's something, you know, you want a good value. You don't just want to go to a school that has like prestige. Uh, Cause I can tell you a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people that go to those schools, uh, you know, there, there's probably a lot of people that are not successful too. So you never right. know. So when I graduated school, I had about a little under $30,000 worth of student loans and I bought and sold a condo and then I was able to pay most of it. Uh, then I married mm -hmm. my husband and he had, now get this, $150,000 worth of student loans for two years of culinary school. And he did not graduate. So I don't know. I do think he used a lot of the student loans to pay for like his apartment and stuff. So it wasn't all tuition, but that's yeah. insane. I mean, it just, and, and here's the kicker too. You really, to be a chef, you do not need to go to culinary school. Right. You just need to work in kitchens. And, mm -hmm. I and feel watch like, YouTube videos yeah, yeah, too, because there's videos. like good chefs in there. Yeah. And people can, I think also with coronavirus, people are realizing you can just study stuff online. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You like, can learn. Yeah. Like, there's really no excuse. You can learn anything you want for free. But, and that's the thing. Like, when my husband was signing up for these loans, his parents had to co-sign. And I don't think they really understood all they were getting mm -hmm. into. He was told the payments would be no more than $750 a month. They were $1,500 a month. And I can tell you from personal experience, having that much student loan debt is crippling in your, especially when you're in those early, you're in your early to mid twenties, right. those are really prime years for saving money. And we could have done so much more with that $1,500 a month. That was three yeah. of our mortgages. Our mortgage, That's no crazy. joke, our mortgage was $530. And our student loan pay, the student loan payment was, and that was only for his student loan. That wasn't even for mine. And mine wow. was getting close to paid off. That's the thing that really pisses me off about these schools and these loan programs is that mm -hmm. they really don't do much to educate the, the kids and the parents on what that really means when they're signing those papers. When you have to pay 1500 bucks a month, that's so much, I mean, that's, an insane amount of money every month. Let's do let's do the math uh, on that. Fifteen hundred oh no, times twelve ah. is eighteen grand. Now, yeah. just keep in mind when you spend that fifteen grand each month, you that's less risk for you to take. Fifteen, yep. uh, fifteen, one thousand five hundred dollars less risk to take oh. each month. But if you times that by twelve, the year is eighteen grand. Now, let me ask you this. What can you do with 18 grand? If you just had it in your saving <laughs> or checkings, what can you do with that? That's crazy. That could be a 20% down on a real estate property and have it, you know, cash flowing. Uh, it's just so, there's so many stuff you can do. Uh. But at the same time, guys, you're still having to pay interest on your yeah. student loan, which is absolutely crazy. So in the end, you pay a lot more. Um, when I was working at Verizon, um, two of my coworkers had a student debt and he was saying he was actually just actually thinking about just leaving the States and living in the Philippines because like of the default, student debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and but then, oh, that would have been. He said it wasn't really fair because um, he the interest rate was so high, he wasn't able to pay the principal a lot. So if he did the math. He was going to be paying for ever yeah. and i've actually met someone who were in their 60s still paying off their student yeah. debt which is crazy yeah i mean it really i don't think again if you're younger and you're watching you do not understand how much havoc 
a student loan will wreak on your entire mm -hmm. life. Think about it. And also, if you have six figures in student loan debt, yeah. that's going to be a turnoff for potential partners in the future. Yeah. Uh, people are going to be like, you have this much in student loan debt. Bye. Yeah. And also, I can tell you, it really did cause a lot of problems in our marriage for the first 10 years, uh, which is how long it took to pay off. We had regular fights about money. We had some, like, things were pretty rocky for quite a while. Money is one of the main reasons for divorce. So it really, it had so such an impact on every single area of our lives. And I hate to say it, but in my mind too, there's a little bit of resentment you have when you're helping your spouse to pay off their loans. Like I did feel pretty mad about it for a long time. And that didn't, that really didn't help the relationship at all. We're, we're kind of past that now. a lot of now. sacrifice. Yeah, but it yeah. is a lot of sacrifice when, you know, when one person comes into a relationship with a lot of debt and the other person doesn't have any or doesn't have as much, there can be some resentment. So really think about the impact it has on your situation and you really have to think, is taking out this these loans going to be worth it? Am I? Right. How much money am I going to be making? And is this going to, uh, it, can this potentially wreck my future? Not to mention, what happens if you don't finish school? Like something happens to you or you're not able to continue. Maybe you have some sort of medical situation. You still have to pay off those loans, even if you have no degree. Right. So I just think society and parents just... When oh. people say, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't go to college," they have yeah, that, that needs that needs that to not be a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They look down on you like, right? Oh, you didn't it's go to like, school. oh, your value is less now yeah. just because you didn't. No, that that's absolutely wrong. If you look at these amazing, like the gigantic titans of these business, they actually like dropped out of college, yeah, never went out, so yeah. <laughs> never went to college, and. And there's a reason why. I don't really think college ties with your income. Yes, no. sometimes it does, especially if you're in that skill set. But, you know, college isn't everything and college isn't for everybody. And I truly believe that. And, you know, Albert Einstein's quote always come to my mind because everyone's different. This is this is one of the quotes I really like. He says, everybody's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. This, I take this as some people have talent in blue collar jobs. Some people have talent in nursing. Some people have talent in teaching. So um, I, I think people need to try out, you know, hands on. I also know people that didn't go to college driving a truck, the delivery, delivery truck. They look down upon, but they're making six figures a year yeah. and they're investing that money in real estate. I know a guy who does that and I was like, Man, good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, and and they don't have student loans, and they got yeah. to work for. There's definitely an opportunity cost with going mm -hmm. to school because you're not getting work experience, and mm -hmm. and just because you have a degree, a lot of companies now are looking at work experience too. Mm -hmm. So it's not really just where you went to school, but it's what do you actually know? What what have you accomplished? Right. You know, and so I mean, there's a lot to it, but. I don't know. I really do think we just need to get over this whole stigma that you're a loser if you don't go to college. Right. And like, I think it's going to yeah. be over once we, our yeah. parents and our kids are <laughs> at that age where they need to choose college or not. Because I'm going to be straightforward with my kid. I'm going to say, you don't want to go to college. You don't know that's what to fun. do. That's fine. Yeah. But you just have to go out there and get a job and keep finding what you want to do. And here's the biggest thing, guys. 
what I did in order to become successful and in order to find what I wanted to do was in my free time, I would always search up the internet, what's out there. I used to get into coding, but I wasn't really good at coding. And it, I just, I just couldn't, it just, but I tried my best for three to six months. I poured my heart out, took the courses and I realized that's not it. And then, but this was me while having a job and then that didn't work out. I came home and during my free time, I started messing with videography. I started doing that. I, I booked some wedding videos here and there, but I hated editing my ADHD. I couldn't just sit down and edit something like it would just fry me. So I realized that's that's not my calling or that's just not what I like to do. And then I moved on to another thing. So I just think people in your free time, like, you know, you don't want to be in this job. You don't feel that yeah. sense of purpose. Stop watching Netflix. Stop Stay, watch, playing video games. Yeah. Start cancel all that entertainment and just focusing on improving yourself. Oh, and another thing I try to sell on Amazon, took the course, actually spent like $4,000 in it. I'm still not seeing any like luck or <laughs> any improvement, but at least I tried. At least but it I took was you, like, yeah, right. you, you've tried things until mm-hmm. you found some things that really worked right. for you. For and me, I think that's, real estate yeah, there's something out. to it. Yeah. Real estate mm-hmm. is definitely where, where it's at. Okay. So I want to share, these are the hottest jobs and top paid skills of 2020. And this is from payscale.com. And I got to say, I was kind of surprised at some of these. So these are the fastest growing jobs in 2020. John, do do these surprise you? Health screener, personal shopper. Like there's a lot of really rando things on here. Postmaster, which I know you don't need need a degree for. So some of these things you do need education for, but some of these things you really don't. And I think that's interesting that these are like the hot careers of 2020. Right. I, the personal shopper, obviously due to COVID, and some of these have a fairly high median pay. And obviously there's a few like coding computer yeah. type stuff that you could go to a coding boot camp. So right, again, right. it seems like those, it seems like tech companies mostly care about certifications or, you know, like a portfolio. So they don't really seem to care if you have a degree. So there's a lot of things you guys can do. If like a traditional four year school, you're like, I don't want to do that. So there's just go to trade school. Yeah. Yeah. Go to trade school, man. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here, you know, and let's go to another one. So these, okay. So these are the highest paying jobs with a bachelor's degree. And this is, a lot of these are engineers, so that's engineering is always a real hot, you know, hot degree to get. Petroleum engineer number one. I mean, and look at the money they're making. Actuarial, pharmacy, public accounting. So if you are going to a traditional school and you want to make sure that you're actually making, you want to get an R1, you want to make good money. These are the fields that are paying the best. So there's a lot of stuff on here. So there's definitely some options. So, and I'll also down below in the description box or the show notes, we will link all these articles. So if you want to look at them on your own and, and just see what's out there, you can, but I mean, you know, you don't really want to get a degree. The thing you don't want to do is spend like 150 grand on a degree that will make you no money. That's, that's going to be a mistake. So there are people who make that that. mistake. Who's who's taking like psychological class and I'm not bashing people who are in that, but I'm saying 
some of these degrees, you're not going to be making money. People are not yeah. going to hire you. Cause here's the thing, just cause you went, got that degree doesn't mean you're going to get a job It's what brings in value. What, what the most value, if you can bring value, people pay for value like yeah. a lot. So that that's that's key. Not not the education you have, like what kind of value you can give. Yeah. And like, I don't even remember any. I don't remember much about what I learned in college. I really don't. Everything I learned at my jobs was like on the job training. Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't a lot of real world applications right. for my college education. You know, I just basically mm-hmm. you get a piece of paper and you yeah. hang out with people for four years. That's pretty much what it is at this right. point. The, the crazy thing is I still keep up with some of my college friends and I, I, I do ask them about college and I have friends that are in nursing. They're like, John, I hate this job. Like I yeah, want to get a out A lot of it. people want to change jobs down the road. Like right, they realize right. the thing they studied, they don't mm-hmm. like, or in, you know, in many situations too, there may be one parent that wants to stay at home. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot harder for you to do that if you are uh, six figures in debt. Yeah. So graduating with very little debt to no debt is going to give you a lot more freedom in the future for certain choices you want to make. So if you don't want to be like chained to your desk because you have to pay off your student loans, guys, try the best you can to pick a pick a good value school, a cheap school if you can. Try not to take out those student loans because... They're just going to saddle you with debt and payments. It's yeah. not going to be a fun time. I can tell you from experience, it really sucks. So don't do not do that. They are definitely, right. uh, you're not going to end up real happy doing that stuff. Oh, and if you guys don't want to do a four-year college, I found another page with the highest paying two-year degrees. So these are jobs. Again, a lot of them do seem to be science, geared towards science or the healthcare field. Although there is like advertising and marketing communications. So here are some fields that you can get into without a four-year degree. Don't knock community college. I know a lot of people that went to community college. And I know people in the news business that only have a two-year community college degree. They're great at what they do. They, you know, they were smarter about it. They probably didn't have as much student loan debt. The other thing you can do is you can go to a community college and then transfer to another school. So you can at least get a cheaper cost of your education for the first couple of years. So there's a lot of options for you guys. So don't think you're just uh, locked into a couple different mm-hmm. options. You're really not. There's so many things you can do. And I feel like our, you know, more traditional society is telling you one thing, but I feel like that advice and that sort of protocol is really outdated, I guess. Right. I and I know. really hope you guys can learn from this. If you, if you truly have the heart, and really have the passion as in like um like the will what do you say like you find your answer like it doesn't have to be in college it could be online so yeah i mean there's so much money you can make online yeah Yeah. don't feel defeated if you aren't able to go to college if you're not able to afford it too just just find a way through online because everything seems to be all accessible now like there's a lot of free information. I used to take courses online where Harvard professors were teaching. Uh, it was free. I can't really. Uh, I, yeah, I think I, I remember those programs. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot what it was, but I know it was like a, a class in Harvard and they had like a ton of courses just for free. And, uh, you know, you could put that in your resume and, you know, go for that. So, 
Yeah, and not to get all doom and gloom, but here are the shocking student loan debt statistics for 2021. The class of 2019, 69% of college students took out student loans. They graduated with an average debt of $29,900. Parents took out federal parent plus loans. And at this point, Americans owe over $1.71 trillion in student loan debt. Uh, that's that's a little bit depressing. That's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's that's just insane. And I mean, look at with COVID, a lot of people have been struggling. They've been dealing with unemployment or furloughs. And a lot of people are not. I mean, I, I don't know how how crazy it would be and how scary it would be for you to never be able to pay off your student loans. Like that would be that's horrible. That'd be Just horrible. That one decision you made uh, at the age of eighteen, where your brain doesn't even fully form, and it, and it wrecks your whole life. Like you don't, yeah, you guys, you don't want to do that. It's absolutely crazy. I and guys, if you are really looking to make money, I know a lot of people look into being a doctor or lawyer, and they make a ton of money. Like for me, I know I, I, I my GPA was like two point nine. Um, I could barely concentrate. Um, so for me, like none of that, those work, worked. And, you know, I saw the statistics out of all the millionaires, only 3% or 3 to 4, 5% had a job, a job they clock in and clock out. But yeah, most of them are yeah, the business owners. Like business owners, like self-employed and stuff like that. And, and guys, like I got involved in real estate and I actually made more than doctors <laughs> at the age of like 26. And it was just, it just showed yeah. that. And you know what? I get paid, it's commission based. If yeah. you were a doctor, you would still be in med school. So you wouldn't yeah. even really be making, like if you were had gone that track. And again, I know the world needs higher education professionals like mm -hmm. doctors, lawyers. And if that is you, I, you know, I realize it's going to be really hard to graduate with zero student loan debt, but I would also tell you, try to make it work with little debt. Cause I mean, I've seen doctors with $500,000. I mean, it's insane. 500 grand in student loans. Um, so there are some other things you can do. I do know some folks, a few of my college classmates, they ended up um, going into the military after school and the military paid for their medical school. So they did have to serve for a number of years, but at least they were able to go to medical school with no debt. So that I think the military is like, people are like, we want free college. We want free college. Go you know to what? the military. Yeah, the military <laughs> is, I mean, that's a way. I know the military ain't for everybody, but it is, it is an option if you want to get your school paid for through the GI Bill. There's the yeah. military. And, you know, we, we also definitely wanted to talk about trade school. So you work with a lot of contractors and uh, professionals in the construction industry. Um, John, how hard it is, is it to find good people in that industry? It's very hard. Very, very hard. Um, I think just finding good people, is just, it's just really hard because contractors, I have to fire a lot of them, but they, they still make good money. So yeah. What kind of money do these different trades make you think like electricians, plumbers, that sort of thing, contractors? Well, I asked, I asked one of the general contractors, like how much he made just cause I was close to him. Um, he made about like 300 grand, but okay, it was for him. Wow. Yeah. General awesome. contracting, but yeah. he has billboards everywhere. And, yeah. and I mean, he get he has a crew, like a big crew. Um, and he does a lot of job for people. 
and he's been building that business for around eight years now. And he's now, he said the last three years was the time was the years where he actually saw a lot more money compared to the first five years. Yeah. So he's, yeah. So that's a six figure job and it doesn't require any traditional college. He probably just had to learn on the job and get certain certifications Mm -hmm. and, and do apprenticeships yeah. I mean, that's that's a real viable career path. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know electricians, plumbers, um, you know, even drywallers, stonemasons. I mean, there can be, especially since there's a lot of demand with mm-hmm. getting people into the industry. I'm sure those jobs pay a lot better than my TV producer job. And that's something I had to go to school for, allegedly. Oh, but yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And I talked to one of my other contractors who's just focused on making private those privacy fence he's i asked him how much he made he said john won't get into numbers but it's six figures i was like oh okay day but at the same time the con was he's like in his 40s and he's working out there in a summer heat in florida in the cold weather but he is making a lot more than normal people yeah it's not a cush job for sure but the crazy thing is you you expect for those people who are making six figures they're always wearing these awesome ties and suits. But in reality, it's just, it's actually right in front of you, these blue collar, some of these blue collar workers. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really uh, shameful that people sometimes look down on Mm -hmm. people in a more blue collar profession. I think a lot of Asian people do that too. A lot of Asian parents. Really? You think so? They're like, they see a janitor and they're like, oh, you know, like that sort of, you know, and uh, that's the thing. Like those people, as we've seen during quarantine, they're the ones that keep things running. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like those jobs have a lot of essential value. You know, even the garbage man. I think I was I was reading a thread on a Facebook group and the post office was hiring. And someone was like, you know, yeah, my ex-husband, he started off making 14 bucks an hour. Now he makes six figures as a mailroom supervisor. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not bad for a job that doesn't require college. So, guys, there are a lot of jobs out there. If you're willing to work with your hands and... You, you know, and you, you've got, you've got some ambition. There are a lot of fields out there that are in real desperate need yeah. of good people. And if you're willing to, if you're willing to get your roll up your sleeves, you can make some pretty good money. Um, I had to, we had a plumbing emergency a little while ago and I had to call around to all of these uh, plumbing companies and they were all like booked solid. And it was really hard for me to find anyone to come out. So Finally, I found a company that could, and I was talking to the plumber, and I said, hey, you know, how'd you get into this? And he said, uh, he's like, you know, I just, uh, he's like, I was working as a handyman, and then, you know, I got the opportunity to to come work for this company. I said, did you need to do any formal training? He's like, actually, no, since I was working under a master plumber, I just had to learn on the job. And you know what? Even though he had no, like, formal certification, he knew what he was doing, he fixed my problem. I'm sure he makes more money than I would if I was to walk into a TV station and try to get a job now here in Tampa. And he seemed pretty happy. So I know it's not something that everybody thinks is like fancy or prestigious, but you know, it's honest work. He's right. providing for his family. I think that's great. And yeah. there's a lot of jobs out there. And especially since a lot of younger people don't seem that interested in those fields, I feel like those jobs are going to pay more in the future because they're going to have a harder and harder time finding... Yeah. finding good applicants so th- so it's good and, and it's also 
think about it, that demand is never really going to go away. You're yeah. always going to need a plumber. You're always going to need electricians. It's not like a luxury industry. It's a real recession-proof uh, yeah. industry. So oh, I, you and know, speaking I, of someone, okay, I have a uncle-in-law's son. He started a lawn mowing company when he was like 13 years old, 12 years old, 13, 12, 12, somewhere there. But his uncle, our uncle-in-law, he's he's pretty he's pretty wealthy because he opened up a mortgage company and 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 so he lives in a super nice gated neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But this kid, he has so much ambition. Um, his name is Thomas. He would knock on everyone's door and say, "Hey, I know the HOA has rules for to keep your grass cut. I have an equipment. Yeah. Hire me." And I think around like a hundred or two hundred people hires him. And he started building an empire and he had to hire other kids to do his work. And at the age of 16, he bought a $9,000 lawn mowing equipment at the age of 16. Nice. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that's you're only hustle. 16 that's and hustle. doing this. Yeah, he's I was gonna, like, He's going to wow. do okay. And yeah, a kid his like dad that awesome can branch too. out into other stuff too. You know, hopefully exactly. he'll probably do some more business. So that's the thing. If you're that young and you're already <laughs> building that kind of business, what else can you, can you do? Kind of like how you're building your business and branching out into new things. All right, so I want to bring up this. This is the 15 best jobs for trade school graduates. I thought this was an interesting article. And these are, again, these programs tend to be pretty affordable and they're shorter. Okay, so here are the top. All right, let's see. I mean, and look at this. Elevator installer and repairer, median salary eighty four thousand oh dollars. I mean that's that's not bad. So when the next time you see that elevator repair guy, he's probably making more money than you. <laughs> like that's pretty good cash. Radiation therapist, dental hygienist, web developer, respiratory therapist, electrician fifty six thousand, plumber fifty five thousand. That's looking pretty good, uh, you know. And you can start. You can open your own business. So even if you're doing this as an employee, this is something that you could easily do your own thing. Yeah. So yeah, look at these jobs. The, those are some pretty decent salaries. Iron worker, wind turbine. T- I'm not even sure what some of these jobs oh, are. And they don't look too bad. There's one thing that they don't add in there. Air traffic controllers. Ooh. Wow. They make about like they 160K make? a year. I mean, it's stressful because you're yeah, it's very stressful. dealing with people's lives yeah. and make sure making sure you know, these planes go in order or if not, people die. But what happens I heard if it you, was... What happens if you mess up as an air traffic? What do you I think happens know, to but those people? I know, I know a guy who I went to college with. He quit. He went to air traffic school and then he got a job as an air tra- traffic wow. controller. And then he started making six figures. And yeah, he... It's, He's doing okay. Yeah. And a lot of my... A lot of the college students that I graduated with some of them are in still retail jobs getting paid $10. Yeah. You know, I, I know some people like that too. And I'm in my late thirties. And I yeah. also know a lot of um, women that are now stay at home moms. <laughs> if you want to do that, I think it's, you know, it's, it should definitely be your choice. But at the same time, if you had a bunch of student loans or if you had like a lifestyle that you can't afford, it's going to be a lot harder to do that. So, yeah. you know, you kind of want to just leave yourself open to, new opportunities and the more debt you have the less freedom you have so that's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point of why we're talking about this right is that you you know and we and we want you to be successful and we also wanted to share some of our mistakes so hopefully you guys can avoid those and not deal with uh with 10 years of student loan payments of 1500 dollars. i mean 
How many? I could have bought like a bunch of BMWs or. You, you could have went to vacation oh like hundreds with hundred k and. Oh, I could have done someone so much said, with that. With this hundred k, you can only spend it on vacation. I thought, okay, yeah. I'm going. I'm I'm going all over Europe, get, get, getting into these nice hotels, eating all these nice food. Like that would be amazing. It'd be cool. But, yeah, and I don't think we we haven't really been on a vacation. We haven't really taken a vacation, period. Uh, we went to the Keys for a few days in 2012. Yeah. And that was the last time we really, like, did anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't really go on a lot of vacations. And, yeah, we definitely couldn't do that when we were doing yeah. the, the student loan payments. And, you know, and that's the other thing. You know what? And I will tell you this. Um, when my husband was in culinary school, uh, a lot of people were doing these externships at mm -hmm. restaurants and stuff like that. So my husband did his at, uh, like, a Renaissance Suites Hotel. Yeah. And there was one kid... He does. He did his ex externship at McDonald's, and everybody laughed at him because they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, haha, you know, fine dining, that sort of thing." Uh, that kid went on to own McDonald's. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, some. So that's the whole point is that people might be laughing at you now, or like mm -hmm. making fun of you, or telling you you're stupid, or you're making a mistake. But don't let other people's criticism. Don't take it personally and just keep doing what you're going to do. Right. Um, sometimes sometimes you're better off not really listening to those people, especially if they don't have their life together themselves. Like if right. you're listening to other 22-year-olds, I mean, they're not the ones you want to get like life advice from. Mm -hmm. Get life advice from somebody like John or somebody who's get, successful. Get, get a life. You know? Here's what I learned. You know, <laughs> I'm always respectable for my parents and you should be too, whoever's listening. Uh, I listen to them. I really, their opinion really matters to me. But, you know, I wanted to make money. I wanted to be in business. And, you know, if just look at your parents' financial situation and ask, like, if I want to make a ton of money, if I want to be, become a millionaire, is your parents the best teacher? Is, is your, did, would your parents have the best advice for you? And my answer was no. Like, my parents yeah. wanted me to become a missionary and a pastor, but I didn't want to because the hardship they faced, I realized because – the first thing, a lot of times, you know, when churches struggle, a lot of time missionaries funds get cut. And for me, I had more passion of sponsoring missionaries and helping them out. So in order to do that, I need to make more money. So, and then I started listening to guys who are making a ton of money, bringing in million dollars of each year, like each year. So those are your role models. And those are the people you should get advice from, not yeah. your parents. However, always be respectable and, you know, to your parents for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, same with my parents too. And, you know, and so who are some people, is there anybody like, did you read any books or did you kind of like, do you follow anyone that you Honestly, recommend? I, I started just hustling and doing my own stuff. I, and I started following several investors and how, how they're doing so well. And I, and I got interested in the things they said. So I researched it, YouTubed it. I started going to meetups, networking event, yeah. investor-minded people. And that's where I learned most of the stuff. Um, I do follow just a handful, like probably one or two. And I don't really like like put them above like, oh, they're the best. I, I just... But there, I just, there's some stuff you right. can pick up from them. Right, yeah. right, right. There's some stuff because, you know, these gurus, they're always trying to sell courses yeah they always like have their that. their $2,000 so, online class or something right, or join the, right. oh, the mastermind group or something right so there's always but, stuff like that yeah so just I think success is definitely just tied 
to your work effort. And if you guys are complaining, oh, but I don't have connection, trust me, you will have connections once you put in the work because opportunity will come. Yeah. And you, you know, there's one last thing. Um, I also had read that somebody was looking for a job or something they'd gotten downsized. So they actually made a lot of really meaningful connections through volunteer work. So they started volunteering and then they were connected to a lot of people that were, they were successful and they wanted to get back to the community. So there's a lot of ways you can meet people that aren't normally in your circles. John, you did it. I've done it as well. So, and you know, maybe in the future we'll do an episode on, we should definitely do an episode, I think, on networking too. Networking, so, yeah. And John, do you have anything that's Asian approved this week? Yes, I do. All right. Well, what do you got? Here, let me go get it. Is this. Ooh, so I saw it, it on TikTok. It's, it's not sharp. Um, it's a butterfly knife. But I was like, whoa, these guys are doing so such cool tricks. So I was like, I'm going to get this and see how it works because i love toys like this like fidget spinners and stuff like that that's awesome so it's like okay so are, can we look good. forward to some tiktoks with the butterfly knife in the future is that we'll gonna happen see. probably not <laughs> all right so mine is a little bit of a surprise all right let's bring this up it's a tiktok account i found this week that i would like oh to share my with you. goodness <laughs> um does this look familiar to you john uh, I don't know. I don't know who that is. You don't. <laughs> I, I watched this, no joke, like probably 20 times. It's because I, I, I sleep have... a lot. Okay, so can you explain? Okay, so this is John's wife, Lindsay, who I started following tic on TikTok, and she posted this. Um, so, okay. So for those of you who might be listening to the podcast, it starts off and we can't play the audio for like copyright reasons, probably, but it starts off with like a meme, like what merit, what I thought marriage would be like. And then there's like 60 clips of you sleeping. What? Okay. Is there a backstory behind this? What is going on? It's just, I'm just tired. I'm sleepy. Tired. It, it, I'm trying to utilize my time very well and rest up. At Disney World. How? How does she have all these clips of you sleeping? Where she thinks it's funny. So how? Just like, so every time you go to sleep, does she start taping you? I think so. You think so? <laughs> Is she taping you? Does she have some hidden cameras? In it's because room? some of the times it's I shouldn't be sleeping because there are like events going on. Oh like, my god! So this but. is so funny. <laughs> So we'll also link this below in the uh, the description box, and you should follow Lindsay because it's really funny. Oh I just gosh. love how I love how she has so many clips of you sleeping in different situations. I don't know how she has that many clips, but I, well, I guess since you're sleeping, you don't really know what's what she's doing. So, <laughs> so anyways, I I just thought this was funny, and I wanted to share this uh, TikTok account I found. I know you love TikTok. I do. And sleep. You like TikTok and sleeping. So this is like sleeping. the best. I feel like this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> I think my favorite sleeping clip is with you at the the, the game. You're at like a baseball game or something. It was like, it was actually a, those Axe oh show. <laughs> you know, the, the, the lumber guys where they like, you know, do cool stuff yeah, with nice. like cutting, cutting logs and stuff. Well, yeah. I think I, I fell asleep <laughs> while I was watching that. So. So maybe, yeah. so maybe on her account, there will be some more clips of you sleeping or some, yeah. doing something else. I don't know, but this was hilarious. I just had to, 
I, I thought this would be a fun one to, to show. This is definitely Asian approved on my end. I don't know yeah. about you. <laughs> and you said it wasn't true, but I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I know it looks pretty legit to me. So thank you, Lindsay, for providing me at least like 10 minutes of entertainment, I would say. And thank you guys for listening in. Uh, hopefully this helps. I really wish someone told me this, but at the same time, I am grateful because someone did pay for my college tuition and I did meet my wife. It did change my life. Um, I mean, if I had to choose whether to go or not to go, I would go just so I'd meet my wife again. And, you know, we, 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 and I don't think if I didn't meet her, I wouldn't be here. Um, I wouldn't be even involved in real estate because me staying here was pretty much because of my wife. So, oh, well, yes. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to like, like this video. If you found some value in it and subscribe to Asians with money. And, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, maybe John will come back with some with <laughs> you'll be dropping some tricks or something. So we've had a good time and we'll see you next time. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>